In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort, especially now during the winter when you got to turn the heat up a little bit. Um, this was a question that I brought up to you at the end of our show on, what was that, Wednesday. And I, I said to you, does the season reset for Kevin Stefanski once Deshaun Watson says hike? What do you think? I think it does a little bit. Um, I had been saying for a couple of days now that it, I just kind of get, I get the the feeling that like he knows he's safe. Like he's, he's not going anywhere and, and that's okay. But it, this was an opportunity lost as we have been talking about. They blew it. This could be a playoff team right now had the defensive side and the special teams unit held up their end of the bargain. And I thought that, and and I looked it up. Uh, it was it, it was funny. Um, I remember uh, texting with someone playing the schedule game, and I texted this person. I said, "There's a real chance the Browns could be three and eight when Deshaun Watson takes the field." But and the premise behind me feeling that way was because of Jacoby Brissett. I think everybody. I agree. That's funny because I think the thing that we've been talking about as you. You know, Jacoby Brissett's last start, at least barring some kind of, you know, right. something that goes off the wall. Off the, the expectation rails. is this is his last start. of this And season. I think that's probably the best way. To, I mean, again, he's one snap away from being the starting quarterback again mm-hmm. once the team goes down to Houston. Um, yeah. So I don't finish that thought. I'm sorry. But but I mean, he, you know, Brissett has Brissett has exceeded the expectations. And that's why I really am harping so much on the disappointment in the coaching staff, the disappointment in the players on the defensive side of the ball and the lack of fundamental execution on special teams, because I really feel like that this was a missed opportunity because Brissett has been better than I expected. And I want to make it clear, like I'm not taking shots at Jacoby here. Okay. Uh, He is a great, great guy. And you can see why his teammates absolutely love him. All right. But the fact of the matter is he's been a career backup quarterback since coming into the league. And most of his starts have come as the result of unique circumstances and filling in for quarterbacks. Okay. So, and he came to the Browns not to be, uh, and I wrote this Wednesday uh, when I wrote about Jacoby being Jacoby and and talking about I shouldn't be praised just for going out there and do my job. Like, what did you expect that I wasn't going to go out and do my job? I'm just doing my job here. So it's not like I've done anything above and beyond, but, but from my standpoint, yeah, he has been above and beyond on the field. Um, he, He, there's only one of these games that he has started Andy, where you say, yeah, Jacoby stunk like that, that, and that was the new England game, right? That's the only game. Now, there, we, we've been able to nitpick a few situations or whatever, and he even mentioned on Wednesday, even re- regarding the, the, lo- the loss to the Bills, he said, hey, you know, uh, th- there were opportunities that I missed, so I have to, I'm accountable for that. There were chances. We only scored two touchdowns in that game, and there were opportunities for us to score more than two touchdowns, and so I have to take responsibility for that, that I, I did not do enough, and you certainly respect that, but 
He's not the reason the Browns are three and seven. So that's why it's so frustrating when you think about where the Browns are today is number one, the front office pushed all the chips to the center of the table by acquiring Deshaun Watson and giving up the draft capital they did, right? Two, the young players that Andrew Barry drafted are not exactly setting the world afire. So that's somewhat problematic. Uh, and uh, number three, going back to again, missed opportunity. And, you know, the opportunity there was there, I should say, for them to be better than they actually are right now. And as I look into the future, uh, the future is not as bright as I thought it was because the questions enter my mind. Hey, Andy, guess what? Maybe this roster isn't as good as we thought it was. And if that's the case, things get real challenging for Andrew Barry as the EVP and GM here to fix it come the offseason. Deshaun Watson will cover some warts, true. But he can't play defensive tackle. He can't play linebacker. He can't play safety. He can't play nickel or dime corner. Like I, So that's why I am very realistic in my expectation. But yeah, I, I think that the reset button kind of gets it, and Kevin Stefanski has to show over those final six games he can maximize the talent that he has in Deshaun Watson because I will ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff have maximized the talent that they have been given? No, I don't. I, and I don't know if it's it, it, it's the defensive side of the ball and it's the rumblings that you hear about not making adjustments. And I just don't, it, it, it's self-destruction. And I also think that, Special teams have destroyed this team at, at certain points. Yeah, they got them a win with a long kick in the first week of the season, and I'm all for that. But, you know, they've had to get more out of special teams. Like, I just don't understand how you could have three kicks blocked in one season. I, I Like, that doesn't happen to normal NFL teams. You see the problem, you correct it. Maybe it happens again, but you know exactly what the problem is. But it's happening over and over again, or – you know, onside kick or just little thing. It it's the attention to detail, and I wonder. I wonder if how much the atmosphere in Berea affects the attention to detail. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not attention to detail is 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 not a it's not it, it, it's not talent driven, right? It's it's psychological more than anything, and guys that know how to win and understand that that. There's that theory and that whole kind of it's an aura that you carry with yourself when you walk into the room and you believe you're going to win and you believe that everyone around you is on the same page and that you're all focused on the same goal. Yeah. Well, if you look and at on defense, defense, I don't feel that at all. I was just going to say, if you look at the defense right now, do you think that there's any belief that they're going to shut down Tom Brady? This no, week? because the chatter that's come out of this out of the locker room over the last two weeks has been ridiculous. Someone's got to put their foot. Like, I, I wonder if Kevin Stefanski's saying, like, let's just say the Miles Garrett stuff and about practice, right? I mean, Miles said it. It's out there. We know. And then I think Kevin said in a press conference, I'm going to have to talk to him about that, right? Didn't he say that? He did. How do you get to the point where a player, especially a star player, is questioning something? And then the coach said, well, we'll have to talk about that. And then. And also, the solution is to talk to the player about what the player said rather than actually fixing the problem. Yes. Exactly right. You're a, and by the way, this is the NFL, right? 
I'm still trying to figure out how that there can be a communication problem at this level. Like it just doesn't, it's mind boggling to me. It's baffling. And it, to me, it's, it's, it's human element, right? Like that conversation between, excuse me, between miles and Kevin should have never been played out in public. And if the coaching staff is on it, they understand the frustration of their star player. They should understand all of his frustration and should be hopping on that before it becomes a problem. It's like washing your face before you get a zit, right? Wash yeah. your face. You're not going to get the zit. Leave it alone. Ignore it. All of a sudden you're like, Oh, what is this thing on my face? Right. I mean, I, I can't, I can't think of a better analogy than the <laughs> communication there and the zit. And by the way, let's pop that zit and start oh, winning. Right there. Clean it up. Clean a little ox, a little alcohol. <laughs> Good to go. I, as soon as you mentioned Zit, I knew you were going down the pop to Zit. <laughs> so what Andy Baskett is telling you is that the Browns have a lot of zits on defense. They need to pop. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is they need to wash their face so they don't have to go out and execute them. That's what it's all about. Just wash your face before it becomes a problem. That's so, what it's all about, especially with a star. Yeah, Miles so Garrett is a star. you got to clean that up before it ever happens. So do the does Tom Brady throw for 400 yards and uh, the, the Buccaneers run for another dollar fifty on the Brownies uh, on Sunday? Do you think? Tell me how practice went this week. Well, I don't you know. Everybody we, compl- no, I'm just, I'm just saying we'll find that they, out. On they, they were bumping the atomic dog and um, they stretched really well during the portion that was open to reporters. But you Hamstrings know what? Got, so we won't have any cramping. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the Browns are really good at stretching. They're good at stretching. If there's one thing that they do well, stretching. That's great to know. Great to know. All right, why is the Dome doomed? That's next on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast.